0: Have you thought if only parenting came with an instruction manual? (laughs) Me too. It seems that when we finally figure out how to handle a situation, our children change. What was working no longer works. And it can be infuriatingly frustrating at times. We scramble to talk to friends, read books, or search the internet to figure out what to do. I've been frustrated by this at times until I realized that it's a natural part of life as we progress through the stages of the influence factor parenting continuum. As I learn to embrace the shift from control to influence, I have deepened my relationship with my children and become more secure in allowing them to explore and spread their wings. But it hasn't been easy. My first step was to recognize and acknowledge why it was necessary to change my perspective and my parenting style. Shifting my mindset gave me encouragement when the transition was difficult. So in this episode, I want to share the three motivations that I keep in mind as I move along the influence factor parenting continuum. But before we dive into the three reasons why your parenting style must change as your children mature... Let me give you a brief overview of the influence factor parenting continuum in case it's new to you. On one end of the continuum is control, and on the other end is influence. When our children are babies, they need us to take care of their every need. Initially, our role is to train them in how to obey, how to behave in different situations, and how to take care of their own needs. Later, we'll move into more of a mentoring role, and during this time, they still need some guidance and advice from us, but the manner in which we give it looks very different. And as teenagers and young adults, we move again into a new stage where we have little to no control over them, but we hope that our influence continues. We need to embrace a coaching mindset during this time so that we can listen and provide perspective without giving unsolicited advice. This might be the hardest stage for most parents to embrace. It has definitely been a journey for me. So now that we have a basic understanding of the influence factor parenting continuum, let's dive into why we need to move along this continuum. This really helps me to keep in mind these uh, three reasons so that... When I'm having a hard time transitioning, I can bring this back up and it gives me the motivation and the encouragement to keep trying to apply this. So the first reason is that they need to develop new life skills. There is probably something that you wish your parents had taught you before you moved out. For me, when I got married and moved out of my parents' home, I knew some basics of cooking and cleaning, but I really didn't feel comfortable and confident doing it. I had a lot to learn, but the reality is it's impossible to teach them everything. So I still had a nice had a base set of skills that allowed me to function well, but I needed to develop them more fully. And I know that I'm not going to be able to teach my children everything, but I want to provide them that base skill set upon which they can build. And I used the responsibilities and privileges list as a guide for how to do this. It was different for each girl, but it provide us provided us a good Base that they could both build upon. I am confident that if they are both living on their own, they would be able to be successful. They would have some things they need to learn and figure out. And some of that is because they didn't want to do it at home and further develop the skills. And some of it is just because you just have to figure it out on your own. I will leave a link to the responsibilities and privileges list that we use that you can use it as a guide There are over 90 responsibilities and I think 20 some privileges that can give you some ideas that you might want to use in your home. This list was everything I wanted my kids to know how to do before they left home. And they both know how to do all of the items to different degrees of comfort. I like to think about this stage and as a caterpillar emerging from a cocoon, you've probably heard that if you help a butterfly as it is emerging from the cocoon, that it will probably die. It needs to have that struggle emerging so that it can get... Um, all the fluid out of its wings. It can be ready to fly. It, It needs to do it on its own. So we can help our children as they emerge from their cocoon of adolescence to develop their skills. We can provide the supportive environment in which they can do this. They can emerge, but we have to let them do it on their own. Now, the second reason that I keep in mind is that they need a safe environment in which to fail. This is so hard to do, but we have to let them try and fail when the stakes are not as high. We've had many times when we've had to let them face the consequences of their choices and actions, and honestly, it often hurts me more than it hurts them. I don't want to see them suffer. I don't want them to have to go through that, but they have to do it on their own, and they have to learn from each situation. Often, not always, but often they have later thanked us for not stepping in and rescuing them because they had learned some very valuable lessons and they felt better prepared for next time. I will talk more about this on the episode next week about how you can help your children assume responsibility for themselves without nagging. And part of that is this a reminder to that they need to experience it, they need to fail at times, and then they can learn from those situations. When we embrace this philosophy, we have to recognize that our ch- children will experience a range of emotions. They may feel anger, frustration, fear, overwhelmed, and what we can do during this time is to help them process and work through the emotions without taking away the bite of the consequence. This also is really hard to be in the moment with those emotions and know what to do, how to help them, without um, taking away the bite of the consequence and without taking away that learning opportunity. We also have to recognize that we too will likely experience similar or the same range of emotions. Man, I certainly did. You can surround yourself with a support network of friends and family to help you process the emotions, know when to get help, and to persevere. Your children might cry and be mad at you, but in the long run, you'll both benefit. We have had many times when my daughters have been so frustrated and mad at us because we didn't tell them what to do because we allowed them to experience the consequences of what uh, of their, their decisions and their actions, and it was not pretty. But we both got past it. Our relationship is still okay, and they've grown as a result of it. Now, the third reason is that they will need a different level of support from us. I remember when my daughter was two years old, We often heard self, self, followed by several seconds of silence while she attempted to what she was trying to do. And then we heard, helpy? She was learning new skills and she wanted that independence, but she couldn't quite do it on her own. I had to resist the urge to jump in and help her. This was repeated over and over as she matured. It sounded different. It was no longer self and helpy but the end result was the same. She wanted to do it herself. And sometimes she succeeded. Sometimes she was able to do part of it, but needed help with the rest of it. As our children mature, they need us to back off and allow them to attempt more on their own. They need to practice making decisions and doing things like making phone calls and sending texts and emails on their own. We can help them acquire these skills For example, when my daughters were first learning to send messages, they wanted me to help them. I'd start by making suggestions based on what I would do in their situation. And then later, I had them attempt it first, and I'd look over what they composed before they sent it. Before long, they had gained confidence and ability and sent most of their messages without any help. Even now, my college-age daughter will sometimes call and ask me to... Uh, work through a message with her. She'll read me what she's written because it's a new situation and she's not sure of the social etiquette and norms that she needs to follow and make sure that she's, what she's sending is clear and appropriate. The level of support that I have provided them has changed and it hasn't always been linear. Sometimes we move back into a mentoring stage when they experience new situations and other times we ping pong between mentoring and coaching in the same conversation we have to know our children, know what their, their comfort level is, what their maturity level is, and be honest with ourselves about what they actually need from us. And it's probably less than what we think. One thing that has been really helpful for us is that I will use the phrase, either, what mommy do you want right now? Meaning, do you want me to give advice? Do you want me to just be sympathetic? Or I might say, what do you want from me in this conversation? that lays it out there so that they have the agency and the ability to say, I want help, or I just need you to listen. And even in those times when they say, I just need you to listen, I need to vent, and I'm thinking, I think you should be doing something different. I have to refrain from doing that because that's not what they've asked me for. There may be a time when I can share that And there may not, and I have to be okay with it. So as we close this episode, I want to invite you to consider how you feel about these three reasons. Are you able to accept and embrace them? If not, pray and ask for discernment about what mindsets you might need to change or let go of so that you can provide your children the support that they need. If you want to learn more about changing your parenting style as your children mature, I'm hosting a workshop about the Influence Factor Parenting Continuum on March 4th or 7th. It'll be the same workshop both days, just two different times. You can sign up to get on the workshop waiting list using the link in the show notes and be the first to know when registration opens. I hope you'll join us. It will be so much fun. And if you're listening to this later, you can still sign up for the waiting list and I'll let you know later when I offer this workshop again. And as always, I'm here if you want to schedule a coaching session to discuss this and brainstorm a plan of action to help you move along the influence factor parenting continuum. I've linked some other resources in the show notes that you might also find helpful. Until next time, remember that you are fearfully and wonderfully made and that you have been called to have a unique impact on the world. Let your light shine as you share your gifts, talents, and passions with the world. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.